Welcome to the Halloween haunt. A little warning, your hair may stand on end. You may feel a shiver in your spine. It's a natural result of a fearful info, harrowing history, and paranormal poems and stories. And now it's time to introduce the ghastly guru of dire distress, the Halloween Haunter. <laughs> Do you believe you can talk to the dead? and they will hear you? Do you believe they communicate with you? If so, you are a spiritualist. It doesn't matter if you're Christian, Jewish, or some other religion. You can be both. Spiritualists generally believe that when you die, you continue in the spirit world and continue to evolve and become wiser. Therefore, spiritualists look to the afterlife for wisdom about during life. No, that doesn't sound quite right. If you are a dyed-in-the-wool spiritualist, you may be disappointed. Many consider spiritualism a religion, and I understand that, but I am going to focus on the ghosts, and less on the various deeper beliefs. I'm afraid I don't have time here, and that part just gives me the willies, not the good kind. I will say, though, that spiritualism originally developed in upstate New York, in the same general area where Mormonism began. There may be some reason the populations in that area were more open to new ideas. I welcome you to delve deeper yourself. The beginning of the movement seems to be with a pair of sisters, Kate and Margaret Fox of Hydesville, New York, who said they'd communicated with a spirit that it made rapping noises, which others witnessed. The 19th century was a time where science was becoming more important, and having evidence was very appealing to those who considered themselves realistic. Forty years later, they said it had been a hoax, but they recanted that soon after. It was what they hung their Victorian hat on, after all. Well, the fairly rapid spread of the fame of the Fox sisters brought out many others who turned seances and other aspects of spiritualism into entertainment for the masses. The Fox sisters were very popular, and others followed them to the stage with seances and automatic writing demonstrations where the spirits would supposedly control someone's hand to write something, or perhaps a planchette on a Ouija board. It became important to provide new and more surprising forms of evidence, and these show people delivered. Shockingly, many of these people were charlatans, and there were many commissions formed to investigate and sometimes prosecute trickery. Generally, though, it was a female-heavy movement, mostly among the middle and upper class. They would hold seances in homes as well, lecture halls, at conventions and summer camps, and mostly on the East Coast. You must understand, though, so many wanted to believe. By the time of the Civil War in America, spiritualism was seeing unprecedented success. So many died in the war, and photography provided evidence of the horrors of war that many had not been aware of. One such desperate person was Mary Todd Lincoln, whose son had recently died. She hosted seances in the White House, which her supportive husband attended. You may have heard of him, Abraham Lincoln. There was a similar surge during World War I. There was something undeniably appealing in the idea of talking to spirits with more experience and wisdom. 
Scientists investigated it, and some were drawn in, including physicists, biologists, and Nobel laureate Pierre Curie. Although his wife, Madame Marie Curie, was more skeptical. Arthur Conan Doyle, creator of Sherlock Holmes, was one of the most prominent spiritualists. He lost his son in World War I. He was a member of the Ghost Club in London, which also included ghost storyteller Charles Dickens and other prominent members of British society. The club studied the science of the paranormal, looking to prove and refute types of phenomena. It's said to have dissolved when Dickens died, but was reformed and is still operating. There is also the Society for Psychical Research in England, which also looks to understand the psychic and the paranormal. Alongside these organizations, others dedicated themselves to exposing spiritualist fraud, exposing mediums' tricks, and there were many. Some seances found spirits tilting and rotating the table the seancers were sitting around. A trick, at least sometimes. Spirit slates were a pair of small blank chalkboards which were placed together and opened to reveal writing. Trick. Spirit photography, where a ghostly image appears where none was seen by the photographer. Fake. Well, again, sometimes. Probably. An interesting branch of these crusaders were people who dedicated their lives to fooling audiences. Magicians. Magicians traditionally advertised themselves as performing illusions, and it offended them that some were claiming these feats were real when the magicians could figure out the trick. Harry Houdini, a friend of Arthur Conan Doyle, was a prominent debunker, and he worked that into his act. One poster advertised three shows in one, Magic illusions escapes equal fraud mediums exposed. That kind of sounds like four to me. All the debunking turned many off to pursuing the wisdom of the afterlife, and spiritualism largely faded after the 1920s. Some found other movements, such as Christian science, to focus on. Of course, there are still spiritualists, including at least one organized church as well as all kinds of people with a variety of beliefs all across the spectrum. You can learn more about ghosts and the afterlife in many episodes of The Halloween Haunt, all of which are at thehalloweenhaunt.com.